Just like Consult Lift Services, we are back with a new episode 103 of Two Minutes for Chatting, and I have to give you credit for that. <laughs> joke. No, uh, but we are also sponsoring the clan. No, that's, that is a joke. Yeah, that is, that is a joke. Put, I'm putting no more money into that, into that club <laughs> after the amount I've just spent on a bag of... <laughs> But thankfully the, the on-ice action has started um, and we've actually got to see the team in person finally with a few months of talking nonsense and predicting things. Um, so it was good to, good to be back overall and uh, two games with varying success uh, but I think probably talk mainly about the home game against Dundee that we both saw uh, resulted in a, a 6-3 loss. It doesn't really tell the whole story of the game, but um, I think the the main talking point was a disaster of a third period, um, but promising in other spells, I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, I think that's what Malcolm Cameron said in his post-match interview as well. He said, the, I think he said he hated the third period, um, which... <laughs> Why strong, they watching it then? strong for preseason, uh, but I mean, yeah, what uh, wasn't a wasn't a great game overall. Um, I guess we'll kind of we'll get into it. Yeah, do you think that often happens? I've been thinking back in the last few times, just because there's so much excitement built around the team, and then you see them in the first game, and you're kind of let down. But that's to be expected, just because they've only been together for. A week and that's really the second game and first at home and that sort of thing so it's not really surprising but I suppose it's just the expectation that you build up and uh, you know we didn't quite see everything hoped but um, in particular I think some good goals in that game from both teams uh, I thought John Dunbar looked quite good uh, and on the flip side, I thought Zach Driscoll looked a, a wee bit shaky in net, but I'm not going to assume that that's going to be the tail of the season just yet. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard to pick out individual things, really, because you're just sort of trying to look at the collective, I guess. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, I can agree with you, though. I thought Dunbar looked, looked quite sharp. Um, I thought Shabot looked quite lively as well. Um, kind of getting into the dirty areas and you can tell already what kind of player he's going to be for us um, I thought Laporte looked quite sharp as well um, yeah very like good to, from him yeah yeah um, definitely that pick of the bunch that one um, I would like to have seen a bit more of Brad Kennedy and Gary Hayden I didn't feel we, we saw them as much um, and obviously Steve McParlin was missing as well from that from that game. Um, and I don't th- I don't think it was really reported why he was missing on Saturday. No, it, it was unclear. A good point to bring up because he played on Friday for sure. I don't know how much of the game he played in Fife, but he definitely did. Um, and then he was just behind the bench on Saturday, so that obviously affected things a wee bit. 
agree, agree, Ari, uh, Hayden and Kennedy. But obviously that was going to happen when we pick out Hayden as being <laughs> the one to watch. Um, but I suppose just a bit of experimentation going on with uh, lines and things. Yeah. You know, Ferguson and, and Buesa got some nice time. Uh, in a way, I was surprised that we didn't see a bit of Ty Taylor rather than giving Zach Driscoll two games. Um, and then obviously my, my favourite player, Peacock, steps up the two goals. So <laughs> really nothing that I predict to happen actually does. Yeah, um, I noted a few other points. I think at the back I thought um, Massey and Toth looked, looked pretty good. Um, as did Mitch Jones, you kind of know what you get from him. Um, Bhutan, not too sure about. Uh, Stenton did okay. I thought actually Colton Maltz had a really poor game. Um, gave away the puck quite a, quite a bit, and sometimes they were in bad areas. Um, so kind of overall, the team all right. Um, Driscoll, you've mentioned as well. Um, I thought it was a kind of it was a weird kind of a game of two differences really. I thought it would I thought it looked quite good on the whole. I would say um, he pulled off some really good saves, and particularly there was a few kind of one on one breakaways, um, which they saved all of. I think so. Um, yeah, that's always good to see because um, yeah. you know with this team certainly towards at the start of seasons. You're gonna give up those sort of chances more so. So that yeah, that that was good. It was just the the goal I, I couldn't really see from our side. The one he came out and played the puck, did he did he get it taken off him or did he just do a a Gary Russell and play it to the the opposition guy? <laughs> nah, I think like he what it looked like just a kinda of error, he, he kinda of took too long on, on the puck and um, but they just kind of skated behind the net and um, managed to win it, win it back off them, sort of thing. Um, so I, I don't know if that's just. I, I mean, there's obviously there's maybe a question mark there about that, but I think. Um, well, I'm hoping it's just kind of pre-season rust, and you'll be, you'll be all right for for Friday. But yeah, again to your other point as well, it would have been nice to see. The other goaltenders at some point as well over the weekend, but then maybe he's maybe Cameron's sort of thinking like maybe wondering if Zach Driscoll can do this a two and two type thing because he is going to be the number one. So um, I don't know, but yeah, I think probably it would have been good to see the other two at some point. Yeah, and I, I think. Um... There's the possibility that that we might see Taylor this weekend. Whether or not he uses Challenge Cup as a as a chance to do that, I'm not sure. But we might see him. He's, he's going to need to put him in at, at some point. Certainly, if we're uh, you know we can see three on Friday night and then six on Saturday. You know, that's nine and two is not the best ratio. So I think if that continues. Then we might see a bit of a change, but you possibly give Driscoll a run. Um, 
but yeah, he was he, he appeared keener to come out of his net and play play pucks, which is fine. We just aren't as used to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, fair play, Peacock. With two goals, he got man in the match, um, and then I think there were five different scorers on Friday night: uh, Laporte, Wa, Jones, Waltz, Tolt, and uh, yeah, that's your five from from Friday night. So a mixed bag, I think, against Fife. That's their first game. I'm not really surprised that we beat them. Dundee, I, I did think it would be tougher with their extra preparation. So I was quite impressed with their speed. I thought Howlett looked good. Um, yeah. And a couple of the goals, Dryden Dow, very solid and decent goal ten. So they're going to be close games, as we thought. They, they, they look a really fast team, as they always seem to be. So uh, you always hear that we've got a fast team, but I think other teams always look a lot faster than us, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Bariga and um, Hugo Reinhardt as well. I think both of them looked looked really sharp and and quite dangerous as well. Um, but yeah, overall they looked they looked a well a well oiled machine for for so early on. Um, and it's obviously just the way that Jeff Mason's got them got them set up as well. Obviously coming from that Adam Keith set up and. In Belfast, so expectations will be um, will be high for for him and how how he want the team to play. So um, yeah, they, yeah. They, looked, they looked good to be fair. Um, and they had they had already had two games against Belfast the weekend before, so they will be sharper. You know, a, a week does make a big difference. I thoroughly expect it. Um, We'll be a lot better this weekend, and also add in that it's, you know, it's it's real games if you want to call it that. Then I think we'll be a lot sharper. Um, but yeah, plenty of stuff to work on. And when you look ahead at, at those two games, we've got Fife at home on Friday, and then Dundee away on Sunday, both Challenge Cup. Uh, what are your thoughts going into those two? Like challenge cup aside, I suppose if you just treat them as as normal games. Um, I think expectations should be high for me. I think um, you know, if, well, we've had the same sort of preparation time as as Fife. Um, well, Dundee have had that extra week, but um, both games will be tough. They'll be tough tests, but you know, if we want to step up this year, then. Um, you know, we need to be going in there with uh, full of confidence and um, you know, thinking that we can that we can get two wins. I think it helps having that that day in between as well, where we're not playing on the Saturday. Um, so hopefully, agreed. Yeah, use that. We can kind of use that to our advantage as well. Hopefully, I think um, Fife were without a couple of players. Um, so I don't know whether or not they're back. Uh, obviously, we'll see regarding McParland, but at home, I expect us to put them under quite a lot of pressure. And people had said that from the Fife game, you know, they, they did look like a much better team even than, than they were last year, which wouldn't be hard. But yeah, I think they're going to come and make it difficult. But I, I do expect us to win on Friday. 
Um, I waited on D, much tougher. But if you know, if you look at the game, aside from that spell and the, you know, I think the start of the third period, I don't really remember us being in their end for the first couple of minutes, and they scored two, and that really took the game away from us. Yeah. So that that aside. You could say it was it was quite an even game, so I'd expect more of the same, and uh, we'll be hoping to 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 get the two points, um, and I think we can, yeah, I think we can. Yeah, I think kind of going back to that Dundee game, I think it was a bit a bit end to end, and it was very open at times. Um, I thought we were well disciplined actually. Um, I don't think we took any penalties. In the game, um, you might be right, but we didn't capitalise when we had power play opportunities. Um, <clears throat> I don't actually remember us having any real periods of time in their third, to be honest. Um, throughout the game, so that's maybe a bit of an issue, and it's you know something to work on, and you'll probably see develop as the season goes on. But um, yeah, just kind of. Overall, with the, with the power play, it wasn't didn't look that great to be honest. And I actually forgot that we were on the power play at times. Because, uh, yeah, we're too busy yeah. chasing the puck behind their own net. I know those those special teams things. I mean, they probably aren't the first thing that are practiced, but uh, last year power play was was certainly a strength. So yeah. um, I, I'm not I'm not worried that we won't pose more of a threat. Uh, also, I think with the loss of for not having McParlin playing, that That's sort of shifted bit. things around based on what had possibly been practiced during the week. You would, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll definitely be on one of the power play uh, units, so that put a spanner in the work. So I'm giving them that excuse, but I, th- I think when the the competition uh, steps up then, you know, we are going to start conceding penalties and you'll see more than just yeah. one or two a game. So that's when it's that's when it's crucial and these things are are really important. So I hope that I hope that we have got a, a good power play again. We've got the potential for it, but um we just have to wait and see. It's that one's on camera. Um, yeah. And ho- hopefully we get news about about McParland and that he is going to play, whether he was rested or injured, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that would be nice to know, obviously. Um, strange that it's not come out yet, but, um, yeah, I mean, they're all good points, really. Um, <coughs> not not concerned yet um, about that. In terms of this weekend, um, for going predictions, um, uh, I'm going to say, I'll give, I'll give score predictions. Okay. So I'll go... Clan to win 4-2 on Friday and um, I'll give you goal scorers as well I'm going to say Matthew Wah with a double Mitch Jones and Jordan Cowney and then yeah, okay. Cowney three... actually, now you mentioned I think Cowney okay. um, and, and Buesa, I noticed certainly both of them some good moments during the game, so that's that's promising. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, um, 
I think actually, boys, I kind of stood out a wee bit more for me. Um, which is good, good to see that. Um, I think overall, though, it was just it was nice to see the Brits getting quite a bit of ice time as well, which is something we never really saw last season. So that, but I think Malcolm Cameron's already said that he's going to utilise the four lines now. Now as back to four line hockey. So um, hopefully that's a a good sign for going forward. Yeah, I hope he actually does, and it wasn't just that. Well, it's, a, it's an exhibition yeah. game, so so I can do it. But yeah, hopefully it does, because it looks good. Um, but yeah, sorry, your so your goal scorers or your prediction for uh, Sunday then? Sunday, I'm going. I think it'll be closer, but um, I'm going to be positive early on, and I'm going to say Clan will win three two, and I'll say. Yeah, I like talk. John Dunbar and if he's fit, McParland to get off the mark. That would be nice. That would be nice. Friday I'll go Friday I'll go five to Chicken um, Possibly. Possibly, but I think uh, I'll go for um Peacock again. Peacock to continue the scoring run and against his former team. Okay. Uh, two from Laporte. Uh, and I'll go two from Matthew Watt. Which I think you said two for him. Uh, and then Dundee. I'm, I think it may be quite... Maybe more low scoring. But I, I don't know why I think we're suddenly not going to concede loads of goals. But uh, I'll go two. I'll go two one, uh, and then I'll go Matthew Wah with one, and the other goal I'm going to say is a uh, Jordan County goal against his former team. Oof, I like that. So five two, five two and two one. What's the revenge scoring going on? So would be nice, yeah, and I also would bring the goals against. Down a bit, which you want to see. Uh, Not that we'd ever complain if we, you know, we won every game but conceded five. That's fine, but uh, yeah, we would find a way to complain. Yeah, we would bring it down a wee bit, please. <laughs> um, so actually, I was gonna gonna come on to the other other games just because they involve those teams, but just before that, it was announced. I think only today or maybe it was announced yesterday that Stephen Dixon would would move into a player assistant coach role not really a surprise although maybe some some thought that he might be a captain or assistant but I think probably offering him that role would be part of the deal to get him away from Cardiff um, and you know if, if he does want to get involved in coaching good place to start but how much they do it, I really don't know. Matthew Wadden did it last year. And he hasn't done it again, so maybe it's shite. <laughs> Aye, he's not told them, obviously. He said, ah, I did it for you, mate, but it was shite. Um, no, nah, I mean, like, Malcolm Cameron's a, a very experienced coach. Um, I think he he said as well when he, when he came in that he, he learns a lot year on year in the job. Um, 
So, you know, there's there's that there. I think it's a it's a good opportunity for for Dixon if that is something he's that he's keen on doing after um, after playing hockey. Um, and no doubt there, there would have been benefits to to Matthew Waffer um, doing it last season. So um, yeah, it makes sense for him really. Yeah, but it'd probably be quite hard to um, be the captain and the assistant coach and play. Um, Aye, that's you know, so too just, much going on there. Yeah. yeah, just to tie that in uh, with the captaincy announcement today, Matthew Watt is, is the captain. Assistants are Mitch Jones, Noel Laporte and Craig Peacock, Sean Bhutan, depending if we're home or away. Peacock, the home assistant. Um, we just said before we started recording this, apparently that's a thing that they do now in ice hockey. They have a different assistant captain for home and away games. Mm-hmm. Don't really know why, what it means, but that's yeah, that's how it is. Um, great captaincy choice, I think, for me. If it, if it wasn't going to be Dixon, I, I would have given it to him. Um, and then, yeah, Assistants that seem to be the kind of guys that I think will probably thrive in those roles. They they come across as leaders, certainly Jones and Laporte particularly do. Um, and Peacock's done it before, I think, did it at five now as well. Yeah, um, I no, no complaints really. Um, a good amount of experience in there. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Malcolm's kind of given it to to guys who've played here and kind of know what it is to to play for the club. Um, Peacock's a, I guess it's an interesting one, but it's, um, I guess he had Haywood in there last year. Um, and as Peacock's got, got experience in, in the league and with, with this club as well, I think it's, it's fine really, there's no kind of big, I've got no sort of big takes on the decisions there. I think he'd said himself, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of guys in the team who've got loads of experience and could could step up and do the role as well. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Fine, it's fine it's really just it's really just which guys can speak to the referees without being shouted at as well as the assistants. <laughs> you know the the rest. No, of the guys no one loves that. Yeah. Exactly. He's now now that he's an assistant, he can kind of do it and get away with it. Um, whereas some of the rest of them can't. So I suppose it's the first time in a number of years where Haywood's not been involved in that group. And on that point at the weekend, I wouldn't say he was he was missed on the ice, but I think just particularly not having him in the team was a wee bit weird. Did you think that, or did you just not even consider it? <laughs> no, I, I did. I did think that. Um, I think, like Rosemary mentioned it as well at one point when the when the players are coming out and you don't you don't hear Haywood's name, um, and even just like the kind of rituals that he's got, like the sort of last person to leave the ice, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's obviously sad that he's not there, but. Um, I don't think it'll be too long, really, before 
not we forget that he was there, but just we kind of move on and we've got a new team now and yeah. Um, see how see how the new guys get on. Yeah, that's it. Looking forward, definitely. Um, on that note, the we've mentioned Fife and Dundee. They uh, actually play each other on Saturday in the only other Challenge Cup games at the weekend. The rest are all elite league games. So we're um, getting that that trio of of teams from Scotland facing off against each other. That will be quite an interesting one, more so because uh, you know they've not played each other yet, and no, that's nonsense. They have, they actually have. <laughs> yeah. Terrible fact. I just remembered that. Uh, but those three games will go quite a long way to deciding what happens in the Challenge Cup group. So. I think Fife, Fife at home, certainly a, a much better record. I think that'll be a close game with Dundee, but just because Fife are playing the night before, I'm going to have Dundee to sneak it. Yeah, I actually don't... I don't think it'll be that close, in all honesty. Um, it's difficult playing the, the two and two is so difficult. You know, we, we saw ourselves um, going into that third period. The weekend there, um, you know, it was just kind of tiredness set in, and um, Dundee took advantage of it. So I think maybe something similar will happen on, and, on Saturday and Fife. Yeah, and they and they have actually played Fife. They did play in a preseason game, and Dundee won. So that's another another factor to it. But uh, I suppose it's just one of those that. Maybe it does depend on the night before, but yeah, the two and two. I'm glad we're we're splitting that weekend because I think Malcolm Cameron said last week that it's very unusual to play back to back in a pre-season, and it did show. So yeah, maybe the same thing will happen to Fife. Who knows? Yeah, there's well, been not not ideal, but also you know other teams in the league are playing pre-season games like the weekend before as well. So. Maybe just, you know, get them in a week earlier, lads, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is the big point. Or midweek, play a Wednesday night, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be... More preparation, please. It would probably be bad if they, if they played that early when they came in. But maybe it work out better for the second game in the long run. Um. There actually there have been loads, loads of pre-season games uh, just before we kind of look ahead to the actual, the real stuff this weekend. There have been loads of pre-season action, um, just to pick out some of it. Because it's, it's quite interesting that um, some teams have been inconsistent, others very consistent, like Belfast, are obviously playing Champions Hockey League, but they've uh, they won twice against Cardiff, twice against Dundee, and then two two losses in the Champions Hockey League. The second game was quite close, but uh, you know similarly, Cardiff beat Nottingham, Sheffield beat Nottingham. Everybody seems to beat Nottingham, <laughs> yeah. but then 
Manchester beating Sheffield. Coventry also beat Sheffield. Uh, so it, it's kind of a wee bit up and down, Guildford. They two wins against Manchester at the weekend there, so home and away. It's um, mm. it's quite hard to call. I know it's pre-season, but um, for maybe the likes of Nottingham and Sheffield, a couple of alarm bells there potentially that um, you know they've not won all their games. Particularly, I'm thinking Nottingham have been beaten quite heavily in a couple of them. Well, and then it's just funny when Sheffield lose to anyone. So um, maybe maybe there'll be a wee, a wee bit of concern for them, and possibly that's an advantage to us not playing those preseason games that we, <laughs> we don't get too overexcited or overly worried because we don't play that many yeah. teams to, to compare against. Ah, it's a good it's a good point to make. Um, I'm really glad that I've uh, tipped Nottingham to finish second this season. Um, one one win in five uh, in pre-season form so including a including an Aladdin Cup defeat um, to Cardiff remember the Aladdin Cup was... yeah we used to be alright in that yeah yeah um, before we just <laughs> started coming up with our own cups so that we can say that we've won some what was it the King's Inch <laughs> Cup yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, because we always played the Aladdin Cup against Nottingham, didn't we? And then yeah, that's now Nottingham Cardiff. Uh, who was the King's Inch? Was that... <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Was that Fife or Dundee? Fife, I think. Yeah, maybe Fife. Yeah. And then remember we had that pre-season sort of round-robin thing in Edinburgh a few years ago? yeah. Yeah, that was weird as well. Yeah, that was weird. So th- things have come a fairly long way from, from then, but I would like to see us play more. Uh, obviously, Belfast playing the, the Champions Hockey League, they, they'll they be in earlier than everybody else, but mm. some other teams have played four or five games by now, and that would be nice, but we're just, we're just going in off off to and got to really hit the ground running. Yeah, I know. That's it. Um they're big games early door as well. Um, you know, if if the team have kinda of said what what they would like to achieve this season and kinda of winning winning a bit of silverware then you know, I think realistically this is the this is the only the only kind of option for us is to is to go for the challenge cup. So they're they're big big games early on. Um, is, is that you ruling out the playoff <laughs> at this yeah. early stage? No, nah, of <laughs> With course. Zero of course. games played. <laughs> no, nah, of course not. But just realistically speaking, like it's the, um, I guess the playoffs are not as many games, but in a kind of one-off scenario that Challenge Cup is, then I think it's more, uh, more likely that that we'll maybe win something there. Yeah. yeah, more more likely to qualify for it technically, given yeah. that the league is over the whole season. Uh, you know, you you can perform well in in a couple of Challenge Cup games and get yourself into the quarter final. 
where is the league? You know, you need to you need to do well over the whole piece to get in the, the playoffs. So yeah, no, I agree that Challenge Cup is and it's possibly where teams maybe don't play quite the same intensity until the, the semi or the final. So yeah, a good chance for us. And we're also in with Fife and Dundee who are I guess so called weaker, but you know, yeah. there's, there's no conferences are no longer these days, but it's it's a good chance for us. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um Belfast obviously in there as well, which will which will be the real test. Um yeah. just kinda well, I guess you kinda touched on Belfast and the Champions Hockey League, but um so they lost what six three and four now to a Swiss yeah. team and a Czech team. Yeah, six, six three to Davos at home and four nil to Osilari Trinec away. Uh, the the home game was just a bit of ill discipline. They lost, I think, most of the goals were Davos power play goals, and these kind of teams are. Brilliant on that scenario. Uh, and the the 4-0 game, this is just from the YouTube two-minute highlights I've seen. Um, you know, they weren't in it quite as much, but certainly the home one was, was close. I, I think Belfast are going to be very, very tough to beat this season, as I thought, but just when you see them up against these opposition, it's, they're a good side, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I guess just kind of on that, like, do you think that Belf- Belfast should be competing better in the Champions Hockey League given the resources they've got, or is it just that these other teams are just that much better? Yeah, I think a wee bit more the second one. Um, you know, I think they're the, ch- the Czech champions. Yeah. Uh, and... Davos might well be this. I don't know if they're the Swiss champions, but one of the best teams. It's it's hard. It depends what you mean by by compete. I mean, though, I certainly think in the reverse one against the Czechs, it will be quite a close game. I don't know if it's three team groups or not. Might well be. Uh, but no, I, I think if, if nothing else, it just sharpens them up for the the domestic stuff. Uh, you really need a bit of a kind draw, I think, to to be in with a chance. Yeah. Like you remember um, when we got we got our win, it, it was against Ingolstadt, obviously a DEL team, but not one of the absolute elites in there. Um, it's been the same with Sheffield and Belfast in the past. So. Yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to get wins against these teams, but yeah, compete from a from a like a game games being close point of view. I, I think they will expect to yeah now at this stage, but but wins are more difficult to come by. Yeah, I guess it's kind of your home games are your key, your key ones really. Um, but yeah, so. All, all is not lost so far. Only two games. In. Yeah, I look, I look forward to seeing Belfast when we play Belfast anyway. Put it that way, because um, you know they 
won very comfortably against Dundee. I think they scored nine against Dundee one of the games. Uh, and you know what you know what Belfast can be like, so they're going to be even stronger for those ones. Uh, but yeah, did, but I think that was uh, I think it was like um, it was the wee boy in the wheelchair that they got onto the ice to, to score one of the goals, or maybe even more than one of the goals. But right. I've seen that, but yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You might be right. You might be right. I didn't know if he scored the tenth, but yeah, and it was also Dundee's one of probably Dundee's first game, so. I'm kind of in the context a wee bit, but yeah, I, I, I think, as I'd said, they're going to be the, the ones to beat for me, and the others have been kind of inconsistent. You've got uh, six six league games over the weekend. Nottingham, I've got Guildford at home, then Coventry away. Uh, and that's, that's too tough. Two tough games to start, certainly Coventry away is. And Guildford have beaten Manchester twice. I think if, if Nottingham don't get points from either of those, then the pressure will build already. You know, I know it's like the first games, but they expect to win. And with all the players they've brought in, new coach, they will ex- expect to get wins. And if they don't, it'll be difficult. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I agree as well. I think you know if they've got the aspirations that that they should have, and you know I don't know what what they've spent on recruitment this summer, but the team overall looks uh, on paper it looks up there with with the best in the league. So for me, they should they should be targeting two and two, but yeah, two two tough games, Guildford. Done well in pre-season. Um, all right, they've only played two games, so that's probably the more likely one I think for Nottingham to get a win. Coventry at home seemed to just be unbelievable. A completely different team. Um, although having said that, I think Nottingham beat Coventry in the pre-season. Yeah, they did. They did in one of the games. Yeah, I think Coventry's first. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one. I'll probably say they'll go, they'll win one and lose one. Yeah, that, yeah, um, I think they might, yeah, I think they might beat Guildford at home. I think they might beat Guildford at home and lose to Gong Chelmy. Yeah. Which which means the opposite, which means the opposite's (laughs) going to happen. But they could, like, they could, we could also win both or lose both. They're just yeah. that kind of team, I think. Yeah, yeah, very continually inconsistent, but that's what they hope to change. Um, Manchester are at home to Coventry and then away in Cardiff. Uh, away game there on Sunday, difficult to see them getting anything, but home to Coventry, and although both teams play in quite small rinks, um, I would I would fancy that their chances there to get at least a point. So I'm gonna say Manchester to get two against Coventry and but lose on Sunday against Cardiff. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think Manchester again can have for that. 
their home form been pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'll take Manchester for the for the Saturday, and then Cardiff's just a different a different animal altogether. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, Cardiff have had a quite a good pre-season, a strong pre-season, um, and they are away in Sheffield on Saturday, and then Sheffield are at Guildford on Sunday. There's a potential for a zero-point weekend there to start off with Sheffield, but I think their games with Cardiff will always be always be close, and then you know they're a good team. Don't want to write them off, so. I think Cardiff will maybe just just beat them in Sheffield, uh, but I think they'll get two points at Guildford on Sunday. This is going this is going well so far. A lot of inconsistency so far. Yeah, these teams. So, um, I I think I think Sheffield could lose both games. Um. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to predict. I think. I think it'll be close. The game against Cardiff will be. Will be close. Um, but I'll take Cardiff just to edge it. And. And then Guildford on the Sunday. And again, it's just taking a, the home advantage that. That Guildford have again pretty, decent at home Guildford so. Certainly against us. Oh, def- definitely against us. Um, so yeah, I'll take I'll take Guildford to win that one. Sheffield could go to overtime that one. Um, yeah, so maybe 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 they'll get a point there. Yeah, we we don't play Sheffield until twenty second of September. Two weeks two weeks tomorrow, and then Cardiff the, the Saturday after it. So. By that point, I think um, all the teams will be in a bit more of a rhythm, so nice to see how we, we stack up. And then Belfast, the first time we play them, is uh, 30th of September. So mm. those, are, those are three games for the diary. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think we take, take one game at a time. I'm not, won't be looking ahead. Let's just see, see what happens then, but the, I think, yeah, agreed that a lot of these games could go either way in the first weekend until um, teams sort of start to find their feet a wee bit. Um, so just hopefully, hopefully four points for us, and then I don't really care what happens elsewhere. That's the main thing. Oh, aye, as as ever. The um, talking about games, the the first few. Elite League fixtures on Premier Sports were announced, and I suppose the news from a clan perspective is that none of them are none of them are our games, <laughs> apart from <laughs> apart from possibly a Challenge Cup quarter final in a in a few weeks. Um, in fact, no, it's more than a few weeks. It's the middle of December so there won't be any any clan games on until possibly next you know next year so 
I don't really know what your thoughts are on that, whether you care or not, or what you think the reasons are behind it, if they any, um, or is it just completely random? I don't know that I care really too much. It's kind of... <coughs> means I'm not... I'm not thinking about getting a subscription, basically. Um, yeah, f- four Coventry games in there, not not one clan game. That's, that's a yeah. bit interesting. Um, I know they've still got to, to announce the 2023 fixtures, and as you said as well, there's, there's the possibility of being in one of those Challenge Cup games that they're shown, but it's a bit strange, really. I don't yeah. know how they... I don't know how they pick it. I don't know how they pick these games, but that's about odd. Well, the other the other thing to say is that there's no Nottingham games. I don't know if people had raised it elsewhere. Something to do with Neil Black and TV games. But Neil Black Neil Black's <laughs> fallen out with. Um, We're the only two teams not not with games. I think Would that be right. You've got. Fife, Dundee, Guildford, Manchester, Coventry, Cardiff, Sheffield, Belfast. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. So maybe there's, maybe there's something in that. I don't know, but like you, I'm not really that bothered. Uh, and also they've responded saying that this fixture release only contains our first ten live fixtures of the season. Further announcement for 2023 will be announced. Doesn't really mean anything. It just means yeah, neither of those teams are playing the first ten. Yeah, but who knows why? I, I've never really thought that I've wanted Premier Sports. Um, no. And also both both teams are now doing a webcast. Is that right? Nottingham are doing. I think even Guildford are doing one now. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of spoken at length about that and. The the benefits outweigh the, the kind of negatives, I guess. Um, for that, that's just a bit of a no brainer for me. Um, but yeah, I do kind of wonder if that's got anything to do with the, the Premier Sports stuff. I, why are they announcing it like one half and then another half? Just announce all the games, unless they don't know. Yeah, that that's what it sounds more like to me. But then, if you don't, I don't know. If you don't know, then why you not? Why is there not a bit more clarity across the league? Uh, I don't get it. But yeah, there's going to be a anyway. lot of Coventry fans maybe getting Premier Sports. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they've done their research. Yeah, uh, is that, I don't. I don't even know how expensive it is now. It must be still a fair chunk per month. Is it? Is it like a tenner more than that? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it depends, but. Um, I think talking about money, there was um, some. I think it's. Well, I'm going to talk about pricing in the arena, but also should say that a couple of noticeable changes at Brayhead Arena, which, you know, the place did look a, a bit better in, in some parts and also worse in others. I think the uh, seats were pretty minging from probably from other events and the floor and bits like that. It was, it was a bit messy, I think, which was not ideal given the price of tickets now. Um, you know, one of our seats was unsettable, if I'm making it a word. Uh, you just but yeah, otherwise, 
prices seemed a bit a bit on the on the expensive side. Whether that's a surprise or not, I don't know. Yeah, um, there's a few issues to get through, so <laughs> we'll rattle through them. Yeah, actually, that was that was one that I didn't have noted down was the was the condition of the of the seating areas, and actually see the see this the stairs as well. I feel like the stairs are really slippy. But again, I don't know if that's, and I I don't think that's because people have been spilling stuff. I think it's just the way that they were. Um, which you know it's obviously a hazard. Uh, maybe something to look at, but yeah, it's um, tickets are more expensive this year. Um, up up a quid in the in the kind of area that that we sit in. Um. I know that the, the club will then say, well, they're, they're often in the four-pack of clans or whatever, but full price tickets for pre-season games, not for me, especially against teams like Dundee. Um, you know, if it's like a, if it's a German team or some like a Canadian university team, then fair enough. I'd rather pay the money for that. Yeah, pay, you're not going to see pay 25 teams. quid to get see us get a proper... A proper or problem yeah. against Manitoba, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. Um so that's that's an issue. Um and then there's the the price the pricing of food and drink in the foyer, which is uh, uh, farcical, I would I would go as far as to say. Um just yeah a bit kinda of unforgivable really. Well, actually Unforgivable that they've changed Coke to Pepsi. I'm not having that for a start. Um, yeah, that's a controversial point. Very controversial, uh, in my opinion. But I know others will disagree. Others will prefer. Um, yeah, I'm quite neutral on that point of actually my preference, but it's a strange move. That I'm assuming it will be all, all to do with pricing and supply and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll be marketing it, so there's, there's obviously less to, less money to buy in, but pricing, <laughs> pricing of it has gone up. Um, I think, like, uh, to make a kind of serious point, two drinks and a bag of sweets, £8. <laughs> and, like, not, not many people are going to be able to afford to go to games, never mind pay those kind of prices. Yeah. Um, and was it six pounds for the whatever the meal thing is as well? Yeah. Are you are you actually allowed to bring stuff in? I don't officially? know. Officially. I'm not sure. Because even if you're not, people will be. Well, yeah. That. That's the thing. So, um, it's uh, I don't know. Can you stop people from doing that as well? It's like I don't know. Um, it's bad. Like the pricing is bad enough for one for one person, but if you're Wanting to appeal to new new fans and um, people to bring bring families and that kind of thing for it's way too expensive yeah. game tickets and then you've got the obviously all the shot off the back fifty fifty chuck a puck throw in a few drinks you're looking at about a hundred pound for a game for a family of four basically um, yeah. Which is just too much, really, to ask to ask people. Um, 
Yeah, it's not. It's not. What's kind of coming ahead? It's not going to lead to sellouts. I don't think. No, and that's, no. and that's that's what you want. You know, you want that atmosphere in there. And maybe I'll be driven wrong. I don't know. Um, but like the the four four pack of clans thing, I, I don't think the discount was that considerable overall. I think it was less than ten percent. Uh, I think it needs to be more than that for for those kind of games. That's just not. Good. As, as you say, like you're playing against the top teams, fine, but pre-season games and, and Challenge Cup, uh, you know, try and get the try and get the place full. But we've gone on about that for ages. It's I don't know if we'll ever really ever really see a change in it, but it it means that you know people are like we've not got season tickets, but not going to go to as many games if you know it's going to be that expensive. So, even yeah, from I mean, that point of view, it's it's yeah, it's not good. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I'll be I'll be at as many games. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, who's to say really? Um, while while we're kind of on this rant as well, I want to briefly talk about the the website for tickets. Yeah, fair enough. And actually, <laughs> what what price were the webcasts even just before that? You talk about tickets. I think um, they were about fifteen quid, were they not? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, which is too much again for me. My opinion, it's too much. Yeah, agreed. Tickets should be less, and the webcast should be less. As good, yeah. you know, as probably you could say, some of the presentation stuff probably is. Um. <laughs> It's nothing. It's nowhere near as good as the content of some of the other teams, and it's too expensive. So that that should be cheaper for me. Well, you can get you can get a month and a half of Premier Sports for fifteen quid. So if you're a Coventry yeah. fan, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Certainly for those months that you've got games, which seems to be all of them. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so the uh, yeah you were going to say there the price of. Something. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the the website for for tickets itself. Oh yeah, that was it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've looked at it in, in much detail, but some of the games don't tell you what the date is. Um, until after you've selected it, some of them do. It's just like I don't know, small details like that that this club always seem to get wrong. It's it's, just, it's it's actually a horrible system. Like it's not, it's not slick at all. I don't know who's, um, you know, uh, ticketing who who it is now. I don't remember. Obviously, it used to be Ticketmaster stuff, but it just yeah. doesn't look very good now. And as you say, these are the things. If you're going to spend money on new websites and new new ticketing systems, then you know, make it look sort of half decent it's just not very nice it's not intuitive no. it doesn't look good it doesn't really look secure when you go through and buy tickets um, yeah it's probably it's actually to give the club a bit of credit i guess that like, the new website looks looks really good but then when you go yeah into, no the website does yeah you go into the ticketing ticketing but it just looks very amateurish um yeah yeah future ticketing is the company mm. 
More like the past. They just <laughs> stuck in the past. <laughs> Future ticketing, even more expensive than present ticketing. Um, yeah, and you're paying a 10% booking fee and a 150 facility fee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. There's that as well, which is just absolutely insane. It's it's too much. The, all the extra add-ons that you have to pay just to get a ticket is is ridiculous. Um, I'm just I'm having a look at it just now. So there's four games currently you can buy tickets for, and only the Dundee game has the has the date on it. It's just. Uh, so how, how are you supposed to know when they are? Well, yeah, you don't unless you, you've looked at the, the fixture previously. Yeah, or you actually go into it and actually it tells the, you in the small print. The Sheffield game, that was originally scheduled for the Friday, I think, and then they moved it to the Thursday. But mm. on the the top of the ticket, it just says new date. It doesn't say, does it say what the date is. It's yeah. just... Uh, I know, yeah. oh, not great. All in all, don't like that. But no, um, it, it all it does all add to the the whole sort of experience thing. I would I would really love to know if they did drop their prices for a few games, would they get sellouts, and would they lose money from doing it? I think you would get. Like, I think you would get set. Not not only would you get sellouts, but if the game did sell out, then there's a potential to have people buy the webcast. Yeah. If they're doing a webcast. So you're getting even more money in. I just don't... I, yeah, they must have spent a ridiculous amount of money on the team that they just need to charge this much to get it back. But if it stops people buying it, then they're going to need to do something. Yeah. Anyway, but that could, yes. we could yeah. go on forever on that point, yeah. <laughs> No, I know, but I just thought like it's a good time to to raise the point because it's we've just had the pre-season games and you're paying the same price as what you would for a regular season game. Yeah, um, it's yeah. a bit bit of a shambles and add it to the list of things that they need to do better before. Like I would rather they sorted all that kind of thing out before like before a screen screens and. Adding uh, fabric above the bar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would, um, I would rather. Yeah, like how I'm much? Just... How much does that cost? <laughs> that stuff. So see that thing there. Hmm. It must cost. I would say thousands for those that set up of weird fabric above the bar area. Which I'm just taking that off ticket prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that. Just just running a virtual business here, probably <laughs> in a nonsensical manner. But yeah, I, I just it would it would be I prefer other things to to come first before screens and all that kind of stuff. So even and stuff- that's before you even come on to the merchandise, which I'm not really well. going to be involving myself with because some of that is just nonsense as well it's a different rabbit hole to go down yeah Uh, do you think anybody buys the authentic jerseys at like 125 quid uh 
some might some people might do. Like to be fair, they might do. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's worth your time doing that or you better off just buying a shirt off the back in the hope that you you win a player's one. I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's an issue. Um, Buy like one hundred and twenty-five shirt off the backs, well, <laughs> or whatever it is, if it's a pound each. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, great, great idea there. Actually, I'm going to go and buy a hundred and twenty-five <laughs> shirt off the back tickets. Be cheaper than um, taking a family of four to a game, anyway. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, just like to finish off the stuff on the ice itself. Um, I thought in this away fans corner, uh, the ice looked—I don't know—it looked kind of misty almost down in that corner, and there was problems with the sort of condensation on the on the plexi as well. Um, not great. Still the same issues with the pegs as well. Um, will that ever be fixed? Because like, Svensson knocked them off a few times in that game. That's kind of the, the reason I brought it up. Um, yeah, all, all in all, why are we really going to games? Why are we going? <laughs> yeah, good. It's it's a good place to leave the, leave the listeners on the end of some hard... <laughs> Hard-nosed rants, but everybody loves them, really. That's why people tune in, really. Yeah. It's cathartic, anyway. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be more next time as well. Once the actual results start going south, it's just <laughs> going to get worse. Never mind oh. what, we're, what we're like before the any results. It's just going to get worse with the results. So um, enjoy well, it while you can, people. Well, yeah, it's... Um, I guess just kind of quickly on that as well. I think it's a it's a big season for all involved. I'll just say that because if we fail, if we've spent as much as we've spent on the team, and we end up failing to achieve targets or whatever, then yeah, something drastic needs to happen. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But there won't be anything drastic happening with this podcast. We'll still be out and about providing the best insight that we can. Um, and for anyone that's that's listening at this point, thanks very much. Um, next time we'll be catching up on the the real results. I think looking forward to it and see where we go from there in Clan's most successful season ever. There we go. There you go. And if you want to get into the game, um, if you want a cheaper way of getting into the game, buy a child ticket because they don't check when they scan it. Yeah. There you go, you heard it here first. <laughs> I, w- I would never do that, nor have I ever done that. But I, d- I did think about it when we went in. It was like, what? Like, they don't check, they just scan it. No, I know. So, yeah, there we go. So, we've got two and a half thousand <laughs> children at the next game. No. <laughs> the end of the wondering year. why yeah. they've made half the money, yeah. 90% of our tickets go to kids. That Does that seem right to you? I know. Brilliant. Right. Thanks, people, and we will catch you next time. Cheers.